Welcome to the Idea Climbing Podcast. Today, we'll be talking with Phil Gerbershek, and he knows sales. He's a sales speaker, a sales expert, a sales trainer, a sales leader mentor, a sales podcaster, and a sales coach. He's written five books, more than 3,000 articles, and has been quoted in the Wall Street Journal, Daily Globe and Mail, Financial Times, Investors Business Daily Incorporated, and many other publications, including earning three covers with Speaker Magazine, Marketing, Media, and Money, and Social Selling Made Easy. Phil is known as a sales, leadership, and technology authority with a particular expertise in inside sales, LinkedIn, and social selling. Today, we'll be talking about how to successfully build relationships online that turn into business for you offline. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you for being here today, Phil. It's great to see you again. Hey, what's up, Carter? I would love to start talking about last, uh, during one of our last conversations, you brought up the importance of being relevant and relevancy and recency that lead to building relationships. Could you talk more to that? Sure. If we, so relationship is what we ultimately all want, right? We know that nobody buys unless they know, like, and trust us. And that's a relationship. Now, sometimes it's just no, sometimes it's just no and like, and sometimes it's all three. But in order to really have a relationship, we have to start with the relevancy. Like, why should we ever have a conversation? Why should we ever talk? And that's about the other person. It's not about us, right? If I'm the one that's initiating the relationship, it's not about me. It's about you. So that means I have to find out what's important to you. What challenges are you having? What's going on in your world? You know, are there new people that you're connected to? Are there people in common? So I'm going to give you three eyes that helps us be more relevant. The first eye is in common. Who or what do we have in common? In our case, Carter, we've got lots of stuff in common, right? Mm-hmm. We've got a lot of people and we've got a lot of history. And that really helps us. That helps it strike right back up where we left, whether we talked yesterday or whether we talked three years ago or whatever. That being said, recency helps make it even better. So recency means right now, right? When is the most recent time that we talked? Was it yesterday? Was it a week ago? Was it a month ago? I mean, if I haven't seen you for 10 years, we haven't had a conversation in 10 years, and I have to think about that, that relationship is pretty tough, right? That relationship is, is not as strong as it could be, which means then we have to rebuild our relevancy and rebuild our recency in order to get to the relationship. So let me give you an example of how this doesn't work. Four years ago, I wrote a nice article in a magazine that somebody connected with me on LinkedIn and in their invitation said how great it was that I provided them value for their industry in my article. I replied with, hey, that's so great. I'm so glad. If there's ever anything I can do for you, let me know. Didn't hear from this person for four years. She did connect with me on LinkedIn, as I mentioned. Four years, didn't hear from this person. And today, she's pitching me a COVID course on how to deal with COVID. Now, if she had looked at my LinkedIn profile, she would see that I've shared a couple of COVID courses that my company, Vector Solutions, has already delivered. I don't need any more COVID courses. If I had a need, I would hope that she would mention, hey, I know that you've shared a couple courses, again, relevancy, 
And maybe this is one that you haven't covered before. And even if it's not of interest to you, Phil, maybe it's of interest to some people in your network because it sounds like it's a little bit different than the ones you already shared. Now I get pushback on this because people are like, well, that, that takes time, Phil. I, I don't have time to research. Well, you do have time because frankly, the goal is not more conversations. The goal is more business. And if you're more relevant and recent and you've got a real relationship, you have an opportunity to do business with people. Not just, oh yeah, I'm going to attend your free crappy webinar, but no, I know you. I know you have my best interest at heart. I know that this is something that I need. And I know more importantly that you know that this is something I need. Thus, I'm willing to make a purchase. So how do you stay more relevant? Well, recency certainly helps, right? Recency, being more frequent of that, sharing more often, connecting with a group of people, right? defining who is my target and then talking to them more, more frequently. That's one way to be relevant. Another way to be relevant is to define your, your niche, define your target, define your audience and read what they read. Find out what really challenges them. Could be doing like you're doing here with a podcast, right? Talking to people that you might do business with and finding out, ask them, so what are your challenges? What are your pain points? What are you working on? What are some of your successes? That aids in relevancy because then you can come back and you can flip back and say, well, you know, in that podcast, you mentioned that here's a challenge of yours. Would you be interested in talking more about that? Let's have a conversation. That's super relevant. Uh, my buddy Phil M. Jones says, using the magic words of because you said is a great way to make that happen. Because you said something, that's a great way to be relevant. I'm spitting back something. And I can see that on social. I can see that on conversations. I can see that in podcasts. You know, I reached out uh, over the weekend to somebody that I want on my podcast. I don't know her from anybody, but I reached out and said, hey, because you said something on this podcast interview that I heard you on, I think you'd make a good connection. I'd love to have a conversation with you more. That's how to be more relevant because I'm paying attention. And once you get someone's attention and you're being relevant, you're keeping recent, you also talk about the three H's of relationships. Could you talk more about those? Absolutely. So the first H is being human. It's really important to be human, especially in weird times that the world is in, not just today, but really always, right? People get so much automation and automation doesn't help any of us when it comes to real conversations, real connection with people. I'm not telling you that sometimes there isn't a need to put people in a marketing funnel so you can have, you know, that they can get more information. But if you really want them to make a decision, you have to be human. And that means admitting that we're flawed, admitting that we don't have all the answers and coming at that as a human. I like to think if I would say it to my mom, then I would say it to you and that's okay. And if I wouldn't, well, then I probably shouldn't say it to you. Or if you're all business all the time, I want you to think about if what you just did, if that was an advertisement in the Wall Street Journal, in the Business Times, in The Economist, would you be proud of that? Or would you think, boy, I wouldn't want my name attached to that. That's being human, right? That's being human. The second H is being helpful. Coming at it from a place of service. Coming at it from a place of service. If I'm not being helpful, if I'm not willing to add volume, or value to our relationship, well, I'm not very helpful and, and you're not gonna realize that I'm helpful. And that means sometimes that helping you in ways that have nothing to do with the direct business that I'm in. Making an introduction, making a connection, 
making a conversation happen, right? Being helpful always. I can tell you that one of the best ways to be helpful is to genuinely read people's information that's posted online and share them. Now I see this often is perverted in that people take that and they will 10 or 20 or 30 times in a row tag someone on LinkedIn and try to butter them up and then get their team to, to dive bomb that. And also, yes, Carter's the best and over and over. And you can just see that's not genuine. So it has to come from a place of authenticity. It has to come from a real place of service, not a fake place of service. Okay. And the, and the third H is you have to be really humble. You have to be really humble. That means instead of you saying that you're the greatest, you need a third party to say that you're the greatest or you need to report the news. So what do I mean? So let's say last year I sold $100 million with the software. And I say, last year I sold $100 million with the software. That's not bragging. That's humble because I just reported the news. Now some might say, oh, well, you're trying to put everybody in. No, no, hold on, hold on. You're putting that emotion on me. I'm just reporting the news. I sold $100 million with software last year. Flip that over. I'm the best software salesman in the world. Says who? Compared to what? I'm sure that there's a software salesman out there that made $101 million worth of sales. I'm sure there's a woman out there that made $110 million worth of software sales last year. The best? Compared to what? So don't, don't do that. Instead, if you re rewind, be human, be helpful, and then be humble about it. You can make a lot more difference because, you know, people, they get afraid of people who are braggadocious. It puts people off. It's not attractive to say that. Just report the news and be confident in that news. I'm not saying that you can't be confident in what you're saying, but there's no need to use superlatives like best, greatest, most amazing, because it's compared to what? Just report the news and start there. Well, once you start doing this and building relationships, how do you convert it to business? Because you have to grow your business, but you, on one hand, you don't want to be salesy and pitch everyone as soon as, like the first LinkedIn message is, shouldn't be a pitch, but at the same time, you have to convert conversations into business. How do you do that without ruining a relationship? Well, conversation first, right? That's the first, first thing you can do. From there, it leads to a real connection. We have something in common, and then we have to ask for the one-on-one -on -one conversation. We have to ask for the private. Seldom does anything you post in public get you direct business. Instead, it gets you a direct question. It gets someone to ask you, so what is it that you do? Oh, is that something that you, know, you help other people with? I can tell you, I am not a graphic designer. I'm the least graphically inclined person that you wanted to see. But when I see somebody that makes something really nice as a graphic, either as a video, as an infographic, as a cool graphic for a podcast, as a graphic on their website, I often am drawn to ask the question, do you do that? Like, do you do that? Or I see someone who writes an article about how to make this amazing dessert, right? I, I love reading recipe blogs. In fact, I, Laura Petrolino, I don't know if you remember Laura or not from Sabcon days, Mark, but long, like 10 years ago, Laura sat at my table in Chicago at, at Sabcon. And recently, Laura uh, launched Petro-Powered Pastries. She makes these amazing little pastries. And these amazing little pastries 
I could never make them. She shows us how to make them. I have seen her show how she fluffs them up. But I can't make them. So my question was, hey, Laura, do you sell those? Well, she does. So your goal is to earn that question by showing how relevant you are, how good you are at that, how delicious this looks, how, how you've earned that one-on-one -on -one conversation so that when they ask a question, hey, do you do that? That they're not afraid to ask that question because if they were, they wouldn't ask that question because the likely answer is yes, which means then we're gonna have a sales conversation. So you have to, if you're talking about sales, I need to earn that private conversation. And often it happens best on Zoom that we can go eyeball to eyeball, heart to heart, that we can have a telephone call so we can go ear to ear or when times are more normal, then we can go face to face. That's our goal, right? That's where we want to earn that. Now, if we're, you know, if we're just doing transactional business, if we're just selling stuff that anybody could buy, well, chances are we're going to get beaten by the lowest cost. We're going to get beaten by automated intelligence. We're going to get beaten by technology that can just easily replace us. So we have to have something that's different about us in order to make that happen. And that relationship is something that often can't be overcome by technology. If it's someone that I know, like, and trust, I'm going to give them a shot if we're fairly priced, right? And I think that's one of the, the other things is we have to price this fairly. If Amazon is better than our price by 300%, I don't care how much I like you, I'm not buying your product. We have to still be fairly priced. I'm not saying a few percentage points different because we know Amazon has a machine and they've invested in that, but you can't be ridiculously overpriced. I think that's what a lot of small businesses get wrong is they don't fairly price. They just assume that people love to shop local and that mm -hmm. doesn't really help enough. So with the relationships, you have to earn that conversation. I think that's another important thing that we spoke about on one of our phone calls was taking relationships offline and not just collecting a bunch of names on LinkedIn. Can you talk about that side of it? Because I think that was really important. Like you and I connecting for the phone call led to this. Who knows where this conversation is going to lead? But you brought up, you have to take it offline. Yeah, absolutely. So we have to get it off the platform and make it one-on-one. -on -one. So one of the ways uh, that's easy to do that, and then I'll explain, you'll probably see maybe why it's so important. And that is, you know, relationships start with happy birthday. Happy birthday, everybody has a birthday. Now, not everybody likes to celebrate it. That's absolutely true. So imagine it starts with happy birthday, but then you find out what somebody's favorite, most important day is. Could be a wedding anniversary, could be gotcha day, right? If you've adopted a child, gotcha day is a really important day. Could be their their anniversary at work could be the anniversary of when they started their business. Um, if they were in a rotten relationship, could be the anniversary when they got out of a relationship. Whatever it is, right? But everybody has a most important day to them. Make note of that. Make a phone call on those most important days. Start that conversation with, hey, Carter, happy birthday, buddy. What are you doing for your birthday? Now, Carter, do you have anything special that you do for your birthdays? Do you have a special dessert, a place that you go, or anything at all that you like? I'd, I'd like to go offline and just, you know, relax, chill out, have a, have a free day for myself, a guilt-free and not do too much work. Awesome. So a guilt-free day, right? So I would learn that. I'd make a note of that. And then in a couple of weeks, I might follow that up with a phone call that says, hey, Carter, you know, your birthday was a couple of weeks ago, man. How did you enjoy that guilt-free day? How did you enjoy that day offline? Did you do anything? Did you learn anything? Did you experience anything new? And so hopefully, right, you'd answer that. So what did you do? When, how, was, how was your birthday? Do you remember? Because your birthday is the day before mine. 
right? Your birthday is December 1, right? Yep. Yep. So how was your birthday this year, this past year? Did very, you get to do what you wanted to do? Very relaxing, definitely. Awesome. Awesome. So that opens the conversation. And now hopefully, right, we've now got more to talk about because now we've opened that conversation. And then I could say, well, I also noticed, you know, that you've been working on this stuff online. I can see you just started a new podcast. You did something else. How's that working? What are you doing that for? And if you tell me it's for business development and me as a sales trainer, I might say, well, great. So is there anything that, you know, what questions do you have for me, right? This is what I do. I'm a sales trainer. Is there anything that I can maybe help with? We cover that. We answer a couple of questions. We keep that conversation going. Again, we're, we're offline still. And maybe the timing's right. Maybe you're ready to make an investment, in which case, great. Well, it sounds to me like it's, you know, like maybe you could hire a sales coach to help you sell even more, right? To help you grow your business. Or you might say, oh, well, you're just in the starting out phase. Fantastic. So then I might follow up with you in a couple of months, right? Hey, can I check back with you and see how that's going in a couple of months? And most of the time, most people say yes, right? Because I added value. I offered you a tip. I offered you something that you can do. I checked back in a couple months. Maybe the timing is better. I don't try to force it, right? I keep that relationship alive and a volley, give, your, give me myself a reason to follow up. And eventually over time, the timing is right to either get business or to get a referral because I've added value to you. You might say, you know, I'm never going to hire you as a sales coach, Phil, but you know what? When I get a customer who needs help, with LinkedIn, I'm going to think about you first and I'm going to make that connection. And that's happened, right? We've made connections. We passed referrals back and forth. Whether or not they close or not doesn't make any difference. But the fact that that happens, right? It's up to me then if you hand me a referral or if you decide to do business with me to actually take that business. So that's how it typically works, right? Adding value every step of the way, something that can be helpful. Listening, pay attention, listen for those buying signals of, yeah, I'm really struggling with Mm -hmm. by starting with their most important day, right? So connection starts with happy birthday. And then from there, you, you grow the relationship. And if I hear you right, it's all about adding value. Sometimes the value you add is hiring you as a coach. Absolutely. Sometimes, sometimes the value you had is just an idea exchange, but you have to add value. Absolutely. Every time, every, every transaction, every connection, every conversation is about adding value. Because otherwise you think, well, unless unless the goal is just to be friends, and sometimes it is, right? And that's fine too. But unless the goal is just to be friends, we want to exchange some value. So the next time we talk, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm looking forward to talking to that guy. He was really helpful last time. That's pretty cool. As opposed to, geez, every time she calls me, she's just sucking the life out of me, trying to make me a sit, make a sales pitch. So how, if you haven't talked to someone for a while, I mean, happy birthday is one way to get back in touch. But how do you without being awkward, we haven't talked in five years. What do you, what would you suggest for people if they want to do that outreach besides happy birthday? Well, looking at their social, right? Trying to see what they're doing there. Hopefully, you know, you've connected with them on some platform, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, somewhere. Um, hopefully they have something publicly that you can remark on that you can see that they've done again recently. You don't, again, don't scrub back to five years and reconnect from five years ago. Most people don't remember. I mean, Carter, before we talked, what, in, in, in December, I don't remember the last time we talked was, but I remember our December conversation. Yep. I remember the most recent one, and that's the important one. It's the most recent one. So, so just find something to talk about, something to connect with, or if we don't have that, you know, I talked about the in common. 
the, the other eye is insight. So if you see something that you can help them with, some insight that you can offer based on their industry, being helpful, right? Adding value. That's a great way to do that as well. So, hey, Carter, I see that you just started a new podcast. Fantastic. Hey, so, you know, I've been doing podcasts for 15 years. Are there questions that you have that maybe I can answer for you that maybe can help? Do you need a guest? I mean, do you need a podcast production company? None of these things do I do for money. Let's be really clear. I'm not getting a referral fee. I'm, I'm just trying to be helpful. Just asking questions to try to uncover that because I noticed something about you. So that's insight. And then the third eye that we can use to reconnect with people besides in common and insight is then interesting or interested. Hey, man, you're starting a new podcast and I see that you just had Carol Roth as a guest. How's that going? How's Carol doing? She's someone that I've been reading about for years. What do you, you know, did, how'd the conversation go? Or Hey man, you're in Chicago. How's the weather in Chicago? Are you able to get outside? I mean, what's the, what's the most fun that you get to have these days in Chicago? I'm get interested, right? In you and find something to talk about. Those are ways that I can reconnect. And then not that conversation, stop and then follow up in a couple months. What does the right? follow-up look like? Well, the follow-up is really reconnecting again. So, Hey man, we talked three months ago. We talked last month. How's things going since then? Great. And again, do I, if I've defined my target, if you're in my niche, if you're in the people that I serve, hey, you know, I was, I've worked with, uh, you know, seven people like you, including, and then I name drop somebody specific that I've worked with before that's given me permission to name drop them. Or if I don't have permission, then I don't use their name specifically. Hey, you know, I've been working with a bunch of folks like you. We've seen some great results. I was wondering if you had time to have a conversation about that. Maybe I can offer you some insight or maybe we can see if uh, perhaps it makes sense to work together. But anyway, I know that I'm going to add value to you. I know that I'm going to add value to your business, whether you choose to work with me or not. And that's really important. And then we really have to deliver that. I mean, that's often the miss that happens, right? Is we don't actually add value. We say those words, I know I'm going to add value to you. And then we really don't. And that's really important. So if we weren't able to add value, then we ask them. So what, you know, I, that's, that's what I've learned. What else could I do to help make this a more valuable conversation, more valuable connection for you? I want to serve first and sell last. Well, it also sounds like if I hear you right, part of what you're saying as far as posting on social media, it's not necessarily the amount of likes, retweets, whatever it might be. It's giving people a reason to talk to you. Give, give me something that I can follow up with. Give me something that I can ask you about. And, and people need to, I think, think about that. So instead of just posting news stories, post personal things or, you know, what you did in the morning or something like that. So people can say, hey, I saw that you like that. I saw you started on Facebook. I saw you talking about a podcast you just started. So posting on social really, it should be looked at as what is a conversation starter? Absolutely. Right. And, and for me, you know, sometimes that's fitness, right? Because I'm you know, I'm still challenged to stay in the best shape that I can. So I have more energy to be a better trainer for folks. Um, that's a challenge. People can comment on that. You know, I've got in my profile that I'm a pinball wizard. So if you see that I recently played pinball, it's a commentary. See my bright glasses. That could be a commentary. Again, give people an opportunity to connect with you first so you can connect with them next. And in, in, in closing, what would you say the most important, if there is one big takeaway for building relationships, what would the most important thing be? If you're only going to do one thing or you want to focus on one thing, what would that be for you think? Well, I would say it's add value before you add volume. 
right? Focus on the value that you add, that you bring to the world, that you bring to the relationship, that you bring to your network, that you bring to people digitally and in person. What is that value that you bring? And then pour it on until you earn the right to get a one-on-one conversation. So add value before you add volume and do it as often as you can because that sticks out. That makes people want to talk to you. That helps people want to refer you because when you don't do that, well, it's really hard to refer like, yeah, well, I don't, I don't really like that person. Mm -hmm. I don't really know what they do, but you know what? Yeah, I'm connected to them on LinkedIn. I mean, I've never made an introduction like that. I don't think anybody else would either. But somebody who adds value to me consistently, I am happy to make an introduction to anyone in my network that I know and gladly will do so. That's hugely important. Just got to remember, just that, I think that's a great way to close out, add value first before volume. Yeah, thanks. Thank you so much for being here. Sure, Carter. It's great to see you again. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I also hope that you'll subscribe to the Idea Climbing Podcast and rate us on iTunes. Visit ideaclimbing.com to learn more about idea climbing and hear more episodes about mentoring, marketing, and big ideas.